Ahoy, and welcome back to Domance Dawn. I am Luke, he, they, and Janine was unable to make it this week, and I didn't want to do another episode without her, even though the next arc is incredibly inconsequential, but uh, instead we have a special guest this week whose work you have seen gracing the covers of uh, the Domance Dawn podcast this week. Uh, that would be our artist, Colt. Hey there, how's it going? Yes. I'm Colt. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, ahoy! Welcome Good. aboard. Do I have to say ahoy? Is that required? Ahoy hoy? No. Uh... Is, is that appropriate for the show? Ahoy hoy? Do a little bit of Mr. Burns there? Oh no! I, I think that's like a very appropriate mix of like yeah, pirate show stuff. And, yeah, absolutely. Something stuff. Yeah. yeah. How's it going, Luke? Yeah. Uh good. I got back from vacation, and now I can better describe wine than I could before. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. so that means you weren't drinking enough of it, is my personal opinion. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know if we endorse. You know, drinking on this show—it's a pirate show, so I feel like we should. Uh, uh, I mean, we're not covering the four kids version where they had to edit out all the alcohol and drinking. All right, fantastic. Yeah, they're having all that uh, that grape juice in the show back then. Milk. Oh, okay. Or wow. eventually soda pop, but soda pop also appears on the actual show. One Piece is a weird show. Yeah, yeah. I never got into One Piece, which. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's a challenge doing some of those posters sometimes because I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll totally draw Finn Ripper or, you know, Shingle Legs or, you know, whatever yeah. the character of the week is. Yeah, yeah, because uh, uh, I wanted to get you on because uh, essentially the way that the cover process works is Janine and I finished recording the episode, so we have our list of like characters to match up. And then I sent you a bunch of screen caps. And like initially I sent you one and I decided to just let you pick, and then I give you a list of like who the characters are. And uh you you go at it and like uh typically if i'm sending you multiple options how do you kind of choose what you go with uh usually i kind of look at the ones that i've done in the past and try to choose something that's going to be visually different because i like the idea of if you put all of them in a row none of them are kind of the same uh perspective or uh, composition and also a lot of it is looking at what makes a good standalone image you know, there's some stuff where, uh, you know, it, it might be, you know, it, it might be kind of an interesting drawing to do, you know, uh, Luffy's fist bursting through the roof of, you know, this temple or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it, it doesn't really tell a story necessarily, at least in my mind. Um it's something that I want to, you know, stand alone as an image and be, you know, visually interesting, just as this weird little mashup of, you know, One Piece and The Simpsons. Yeah, I, I think that's going to become a lot more fascinating as we go on, because so far most of the arcs have been 
uh, something we could cover in one episode or two episodes. And I know eventually we're going to be getting to bigger ones where it's like I uh, we've got a uh, alabaster uh, coming up in. I think we'll probably hit it in December, but like that's where it's going to take. I think six episodes of the show to get through everything. Mm-hmm. And like, there's also going to be some points where it's like, oh, there's a lot more filler here. So I'm going to look at <laughs> the most interesting pictures that I can. But uh, like, I'm specifically trying to get scenes that are big or kind of dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. You always send me cool stuff. It's always, you know, I, it's usually one of those things where I look at it. And I'm like, well, I don't want to draw that, that or that. But these four are really cool. And now mm-hmm. I have to decide which one is going to make the... Uh, a lot of it, too, is looking at what is going to translate into a cool image with a Simpsons character. Because Simpsons characters like can look really weird if they're being viewed from a certain angle. Mm-hmm. Or, or just like, I try to keep everything really on model as much as I can for someone who doesn't really draw in that style. Um, but I want it to look like if the Simpsons did an episode where they were parodying One Piece, it would look like it just kind of came out of the cartoon. And, you know, a, a big thing of the Simpsons is that, like, they avoid drawing characters from certain angles or drawing, you know, certain, uh, you know, certain, I, I don't know, camera angles even. So mm-hmm. it, it's one of those things where I have to look and go, like, all right, like, I can't draw Homer or, you know, Bart or Lisa or whoever from, you know, and make it look like this screenshot. So I'll just go ahead and discard that one out of hand, even if it would be a cool image. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things where as a, whereas Simpsons has gone on, they've definitely become more restrictive on like what angles they use and how they draw. Cause like comparing the Tracy Ullman shorts, like season one to even like season two, things start to get a lot more, firm yeah well I, it, it's one of those things where just like that you know not to be an old man about it but that hand-drawn animation has enough flaws in it where it kind of comes to life in a way that something that is largely being automated and kind of like i don't know the simpsons animation process but it was pretty like clear after the movie um that it shifted in a big way um, mm-hmm. it looks way more computer driven, um, in a way that I don't find super appealing. Um, it, it reminds me of something like family guy, um, where it's like, okay, we're going to stick with this one very constrained, uh, angle. And it's all kind of filmed like a sitcom or something. Whereas, you know, the first few seasons, they do interesting things. They put the camera in interesting places and, you know, I feel like this show is kind of missing that uh, in the last few seasons that I've watched, which I don't keep up with The Simpsons anymore. Um, but, you know, I'll dip in and watch it on Hulu every now and then. So, like, what was your experience growing up with The Simpsons? Because it sounds like you had little to no relationship with One Piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Simpsons was my jam whenever I was a kid. Um you know, it was one of those things where it came on every night at, I want to say 6 p.m. Um, on like, you know, Fox 7 or whatever. I didn't have cable as a kid. So, you know, I, I basically 
in the afternoon they had like the fox kids uh programming block of like batman the animated series and I, I don't even know what else was on in that little you know time frame there you got some power rangers some yeah yeah maybe it, some beetleborgs may have been in there um yep. yeah I, I think pokemon may have eventually kind of shifted over there um i can't remember no but yeah pokemon was uh wb really because i remember i thought it was on fox kids i have a fox kids magazine with pokemon in it no, I think that was just because Pokemon was kind of like the kid thing for a while. Mm. I, I'd challenge that, but I'm not certain enough to do so. But it's one of those things because a lot of those Fox Kids shows moved over to WB whenever they kind there, of got their stuff together. There were uh, transitions like that. Like that happened to uh, Batman the Animated Series when it yeah. became Batman the New Adventure or the New Adventures of Batman and Robin. Yeah. And I can't wait to have to like make a bunch of um actuallys when I fact check myself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I know Pokemon at least for the first while was on WB. It did eventually move over to Disney XD and then most recently it has been uh Netflix original, so to speak. Huh. I, I had no idea it was just a Netflix thing now. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, there's also like the Pokemon channel where you can just watch Pokemon. But uh, <laughs> deep down on like the weird mosaic that makes up my mind, there's just like the audio clip of Starting right now, see Lubega live on the Kids WB Snow Jam with brand new shows all morning, including three new Pokemon. That Lou Bega sings. Isn't it weird how you can, like, every now and then you'll just hear a little snippet of something that instantly brings you back to being, like, 11 years old. And you're like, oh, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, so Simpsons for me was one of those things where I looked forward to it all day. And then, you know, I got it for, like, half an hour. And I think it was, like, I think MASH came on beforehand. So I'd sit there and watch, like, the last 15 minutes of MASH, like, before Simpsons uh, came on. So it's like, oh, I get a little bit of the Vietnam War and then Simpsons. Um, and, you know, I, I could definitely quote, you know, endless amounts of The Simpsons and, you know, recite, uh, you know, plops from memory and all that stuff whenever I was a kid. And now enough time has passed where it's all new to me whenever I watch it. Like I, uh, last Halloween, I watched all of the Treehouse of Horror episodes starting at the beginning. Same. Well, it, isn't it weird that there's a very clear line of like, demarcation and quality kind of it's like right around like season 13 it's like oh this is whenever the show got bad and you can tell because even the treehouse of horror episode isn't good and that's the one where they always kind of bring it yeah like there's one that i always there's the uh day of the dolphin segment that i always forget is later than it actually is because it's a really good segment but Mm -hmm. it's also attached to like the uh hansel and gretel fairy tale segment Mm mm-hmm and it's like, ooh, no, I, I thought that was earlier because uh, there's, because like the dolphin segment is so good and the fairy tale feels very much like later on when they just start doing anthology episodes because they yeah. have ideas. Which, yeah, it, it's never like, oh, we're actually like, you know, parodying, you know, a certain horror movie or franchise or even just an original story that has like a creepy bent. It's just like, what can we make? What what can we do to kind of put these characters in a different, slightly creepy context? Well, and they, they all cool. Well, and they aren't even 
creepy or scary anymore. A lot of the times it's just like, oh, here's a premise. It's, uh, what if the old people turned into dinosaurs and it's Jurassic Park? It's like, no. I guess, sure. Why not? Yeah, it's, I don't know. I still, I I check out the Trios of Horror episode every year because, again, it's going to be the one time a year that if they're going to make a really great episode, it's going to be for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually I leave a little bit disappointed, um, but I, I just love like holiday specials anyway. So I'll watch it even if it's garbage. Oh yeah. I, I'm, I am with you there. There's something magical about the holiday special, which I say is a person who has been like, should I bring multiversal Q back for a holiday special this year? <laughs> I I support holiday specials in all their forms. Like anytime there's a comic book that's set at Christmas, it's like the Shane Black and me awakens. I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely. Let's do this. I mean, the other real reason I love those Halloween episodes and the anthology episodes in the context of Delmad's Dawn is uh, Simpsons claims to have a cast of thousands and doesn't really have that. (laughs) Yeah. Like, there's people, but it's not like they're actual characters. Yeah, well, and even then, like, there's a lot of recurring background characters who are just never named or never given anything of value. And it's like, uh, well, neither of the Simpsons wikis uses these, but if you, I showed you a picture of them, you'd know them. Meanwhile, One Piece is like, oh, yeah, we're giving names to these characters. Uh, we're filling out info cards with their birthdays on them and their blood type. Uh, yeah. Like I knew that One Piece was kind of onto some a whole next level thing. Whenever you told me the name of the bug that's in Sanji's soup, in, oh in yeah, Sanji, yeah, and I was like, why? And, and then I, I like I went and I got on the uh, like the you know Animepedia or whatever, and I was like, oh, surely this bug, you know, it's like a guy who turns into a bug or a bug who turns into a guy, or, and like he has a whole backstory because he has a name. No, he's just in one scene. That's it. Oh yeah, and he changes between the manga and the in the anime and the manga. Ah, uh, yeah, his birthday is going to be July first. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't know why. Is it is it Oda? Is that the the, uh, the uh, manga or Oda? Okay, yes. yeah. I don't know how much time he has in a day where he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna name the bug and give him a birthday. Uh he does a lot of uh like fan letters and so sometimes people be like, Hey, uh this guy was interesting. What's his name? It, it would just like throw something off. Or there's eventually a point where people start suggesting birthdays for characters who don't have them. I feel and- like that's a good way to very quickly like just find yourself in some uh, some fan bullshit where it's like, you know, whenever J.K. Rowling before she went full turf was like, yeah, like wizards just like kind of shit wherever. And uh, oh no, that know. was when she was full turf. But oh, had she already gone that point? Wow, that, yeah. that doesn't surprise me. No, but that yeah. was like that was Pottermore bullshit. Yeah, but yeah, um, you get to that point where you're just like kind of like riffing and like, oh yeah, I, I guess it's uh yeah, his name's this and. Yeah, he's, he, his favorite food is pretzels. And then you bring him back later, and he's not eating a pretzel. And someone's like, why isn't he eating a pretzel? I was like, well, I, I forgot. That's why. Oh, no, they do have, like, favorite foods for a lot of the characters. And, oh, good lord. Oh, like, the main cast and a bunch of special characters who haven't been introduced. It's like, uh, this is what nationality they would be from if they came from our world. And that was actually something that Netflix honored with, like, 
their casting for their weird live action version that they're doing. Oh no, I forgot about that. Has yeah, there ever, has there ever been a good, you know, anime to live action? Well, you know what? Actually, I take a that good back. American. There's the yes. There's the stipulation because I was gonna say like I'll watch like you know the live action My Love Story or something like that where it's like oh hey like this you know cute you know shoujo manga was made into a uh, weird live action show like I'll I'll check that out. I mean, people liked uh, Live Die Repeat, which was based off a manhwa. Yeah, but only very, like, liberally based off of it, right? Like, it's, you know, it's like Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt are there, and, you know, there's a time travel component, but uh, I got the feeling that it was more like, yeah, we we got the name, and, you know, kind of, you know what? Black Swan. Black Swan's a good anime adaptation. Is it? Uh, Have you ever seen A Perfect Blue? Yeah, but that's that's just uh, what's his face, Aronofsky being a secret weeaboo, and then yeah, like, this this is just me taking a shot at Aronofsky for there. plagiarizing. Oh no, I mean him and Nolan. Satoshi Khan. Yeah, both him and Nolan steal from Satoshi Khan frequently, and yet are far less radical in their views or what they are attempting to do, and it's just like. But we we made this visual that was animated in the real world, and yeah, I, you know, as long as I'm, you know, just you know, shading Hollywood directors who will never hear this. Uh, Christopher Nolan makes bad movies, and I'm tired of people pretending that he makes good movies. Oh, I think the biggest thing with Christopher Nolan movies is that he has issues getting ideas across, which is why so many people leave the movies confused. They think that because they don't understand it, there's something greater to understand. And it's like, no, you're just, he took all the photos and it's very easy to follow what Memento is about. It's done very well, but it's not like there's no secret message in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, like I didn't quite get it, so there must be a lot more. For me, it's just, I think they're boring, like, soulless movies a lot of the time. Like, you know, I like Batman Begins just fine. It's not a great movie, but it's a fine Batman movie. And then, but, like, you watch those now, and it's just like, oh, these were, like, comic book movies before we kind of knew what those should look like or could look like it. Like I watched the Robert Pattinson Batman movie and I was like, Oh, this is actually like super fun and like has character and heart. And Nolan, Nolan was comic book movies for an audience that was trying to say, no, uh, you see the Watchmen is on this times 100 graphic novel. So if we do stuff like the Watchmen, that's how we get to be like adult. And then, Marvel's like, ah, no, we're just going to go big blockbuster energy. I I loved the Pattinson Batman. Yeah, I had no expectations, which probably helped. Um, but yeah, I, I sat down, like whenever, um, you know, it starts playing the emo music while he's riding his motorcycles through the city. I was like, okay, awesome, great. Mm-hmm. I feel like we lost but you know what no this all connects back to one piece because one piece is oh, yeah. very is very uncomplicated because it's all about friendship and you know doing good in the world and no. also stretching <laughs> your body no, no. am i, am I no. off uh, no okay. uh like there's a point where 
like someone asks uh, Luffy if he wants to be a hero, and he's like, "No, heroes have to share their food with people who want it. That's why I'm a pirate." Oh, but come on, he's myself. He's he, he's a pirate the way that you know. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good. He, he's a pirate the way that Edward Elric is an, an alchemist. Like, yeah, kind of, but not really. Like, not 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 in any way that actually matters. No, uh, I mean, we haven't gotten that far. Uh, Luffy becomes a... Does he he break bad for a while? I mean, he becomes an international terrorist. Okay, that's fun. Like, he fucking takes on the CIA equivalent, and it's great. Okay, but are they like an evil CIA? Because I feel like that's probably... No, no, like it's... This is the world government who has sanctioned these people uh, to be the secret uh, agents to defend, like... To, like, prevent what knowledge we don't want getting out into the world. And... Mm -hmm. uh, no, like one piece. One piece is going to get wild. You're going to be like, wait, I I get to draw dinosaurs now. I get to draw fucking robots and zombies, and it's like, yeah, one piece. Yeah, well, yeah. Give me a zombie for the uh, Trios of Horror crossover, man, because that'll be that'll be fun. I mean, like, it's not like it doesn't start off wild. Like you you start off with, you know. Luffy having Ralph Dibney powers for all intents and purposes. Like, yeah, I ate the magic fruit. Now I got long legs. <laughs> oh, there is. Has it never like occurred to anyone that like Luffy just has the jingled like uh, serum, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I just got it from the fruit. I didn't have to, you know, distill it. Got it right from the tap. But yeah, no, One Piece is wild. Uh... It's one of those things. I've been reading a, a lot of Bakuman lately, um, the manga by the guy. I guess guys is it a couple dudes who did a Death Note, and I feel like I can see the scenes in Shonen manga like more clearly than I could before. Where I'm like, oh, that's why they introduced this character right here because it was you know a one shot, or oh, like yeah, they were gonna you know try to like the anime was coming out, so they had to give a little pop right here to this part and. Yeah, yeah. It's, I feel I feel like I'm like I'm in bullet time for anime now. Where if I watched One Piece, I'd be a little bit too aware of all of this. So I've got to yeah. got to give it some time, and then I'll come back around to it. I I think that's fair. I would also say One Piece quickly understands what it is doing, and it knows how to push a villain over. Yeah, I mean, they, they do have some really fun villains, don't they? Mm-hmm. But, like, you need to, like, both hate this guy and want to see them destroyed while also thinking that they are very cool. And it's like, yeah, no, the show does a great job at that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just what I've read recently. I feel like manga and anime is good at that in general. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I got really into Demon Slayer a while back. Mm-hmm. And they did this really fun thing where it's like every major villain you get like right before they're killed, you get like their kind of inner human self that is like, oh, hey, like here's like what I could have been. And here's, you know, like once all this demon stuff is cleared from my mind, like, you know, like you get that in American comics where, you know, it's like, oh, hey, Magneto's not really that bad of a guy. Like, 
you know, may have like, you know, lobbed nuclear missiles at someone one time. He's a pretty cool dude, but then they go back and forth on it. I like that manga and anime just commits where it's like, yeah, this guy, he's cool, but he's also just a total shit. And I, I think uh, it's a benefit of having it like created by a singular person or a singular team. It's not an entity that needs to exist for further iterations. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which is, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm gonna just keep wandering far afield from any actual point, but uh, yeah, like I, I, I read so much more manga nowadays than I do uh, American comics, and it's just because they're like so weird and joyfully weird. Like they never feel embarrassed by what they're doing. It's always like, yeah, we're just gonna go ahead and uh, you know go for it in a big, big, big swing. And you know, if you don't like it, that's fine. There's a bunch of other stuff in this magazine that you might like. Yeah, or it's like they don't feel the need to stick to a singular tone. Like I watched My Hero Academia, and it's like, oh, we just had the super intense arc, and now we're going to have an arc about a school festival where a person is going to do a crime for YouTube, and he has to be stopped because if this school has one more controversy, everyone's going to get shut down, and one tiny girl who has never had anything good happen in her life really wants to go to this festival, and it's like... Yes, these are perfectly good stakes in comparison. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like, yeah, these are, you know, part of the same story. Check that out. And the problem with, like, so many American comics is they don't understand, like, how to balance that. Instead, you just need, uh, we need a bigger Thanos. Like, what are stakes? What are human... Uh, Okay, but hold on. Bigger Thanos would be... Just that's a that's a million dollar idea right there. Like you know, Thanos is bad. But what if he was really big? What if what if he is built like a basketball player? So he's like an eight foot tall, really skinny guy. There's like a mom star. Yes, uh, yeah. and his name is Thanos. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, I mean, it's well, American comics used to be like that, though, where you'd have, it's like, oh, Peter Parker, like, it's very important that he has to fight Electro, but it's also more important in some ways that he has to make it to his date with Betty Brant or whatever. Mm-hmm. And as they've moved towards this cycle of, like, we always have to be pumping up for the next big event, I feel like the supporting cast in the world and all that kind of stuff has gone away. And that's what you know, something like One Piece where it's been running for, you know, how many volumes? There's like a thousand chapters on the Shonen Jump there, There's over a hundred chapters. Uh, there's over, I think it's a uh, hundred and two volumes in US at this point. Yeah. So like that gives you time to live in this world, to get to know all these characters. And even in shorter run manga, like, you know, you, you spend a lot of time just looking at what these characters do whenever they're not doing the thing that you mainly are there for, you know? Uh, oh, they they do this great thing that starts to build up over time where it's, uh, we just got done with a chapter arc, the news is reaching the world, and so they'll just do, hey, here's everybody else in the world finding out about this. And they get to a point where they just have so new people that it's like, oh, here we have to devote three episodes of the show to just everyone finding out about the news and checking in on all these old people that we haven't seen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff is fantastic, and it gives, you know, it it rewards, you know, that investment, I think, and 
you know, that sense of like, I don't know. I don't want to be like, oh yeah, like, you know, that kind of like fanboy need to like obsessively catalog characters and stuff like that. But there is something fun about that stuff that I, I feel like we've gotten away from where, you know, if you're not writing Batman or Spider-Man, then like, it doesn't really even matter. You know, it's, it's never going to stick. It's never going to like matter long-term. <laughs> so whereas, you know, something, you know, like one piece can just build up this whole weird magical world and, yeah, it's just, a, yeah, I need to get into it at some point. I will, I promise. I'm going to read the manga before I, I can't do these long animes. Like, I, I read uh, My Hero Academia every single week that it comes out, mm-hmm. and I couldn't make it through a single episode of the cartoon, because I'm like, I just, I really just want to, like, read it at my own pace. And now that said, the uh, the Spy X Family anime that just came out is a delight, and everyone should watch that immediately. I need to get around to watching it partially because I know Janine and uh, my co-host on other shows, Devin, uh, are very divided on the U.S. dub. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I liked uh, what I've read of the manga. There's been some other mangas that I've enjoyed that I would love to see weird adaptations of, kind of going back to that. Yeah. Like, I'd love if uh, the... I would love if an American network was just like, hey... Let's pay money and adapt this manga and kind of like localize it because, like, I love High School Family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Maguchan, God of Destruction. Either of those would make a great wild sitcom for like NBC or ABC if they wanted to try and do something different. Like, have you ever read either of those? Uh, I read High School Family. Um... For me, the peak was whenever the it was like the cat, right? That you know also Gomez. joins the yeah Gomez, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Like uh, again, that's the kind of stuff I just love. Where it just takes this one weird little nugget of an idea, and it's like we're gonna just run with this for mm-hmm. you know uh, that one got canceled after what like twenty chapters or something like that. But uh, I I think it might still be going. I know Magu oh like it it actually was doing pretty well last i saw huh. yeah i must have just fallen off of it but yeah no uh it, it would be nice you know like give, give them a list of free form or something like that free form makes some fun shows they can they can make a high school family mm-hmm. but yeah i uh yeah I, I wish that you know there were more weird american adaptations that weren't doomed to be just blistering failures like uh, I, I I was obsessed with the Cowboy Bebop live action show on Netflix for like a solid two weeks because like I, I would just call up my friend and we would watch clips. I'd be like, hold on, just watch this, watch this. Like, this is insane. And they'd be like, why? Like, how does this work? Like, why, who watched any of this and thought this was a good idea? And I am going to be just obsessed with the One Piece uh, adaptation once it comes out because I can only imagine what the budget is going to be like for that show. And it's just going to be like burning money. Not a lot of money, but it's going to be burning money. Oh, no. They like they are filming in South Africa. They are making full-scale ships. Oh, uh, like They are definitely burning money on this thing because uh, like One Piece is... 
I think on a from an American perspective, incomprehensibly huge. Like you know how we're getting Harry Potter theme parks where we've had those. Sure. So for years until the pandemic hit, they had an entire floor of Tokyo Tower as a one piece park, including a daily LARP that you could go through. Well, that sounds delightful. Uh, like there are multiple restaurants and stores, like one pieces. See, like yeah. I, I feel like that is just e- even you know outside of One Piece, Jap- Japan seems to have like a real, just like a real friendliness for this kind of you know material, I guess. Where you know, like you go over there, like oh yeah, we have a Gundam statue that's been up there. You know, they have the. Uh, doesn't like Miyazaki have a little theme park thing too? And I know you know how Miyazaki is huge, of course, but but I, I I think part of that is this cultural divide that exists because America we kind of hit a big problem with comics with like uh, Wordum and the uh, Comics Code Authority, where it's like, sure. oh well, you can't let kids keep reading comics, and in Japan that never really happened the same way and like even when comics did get big again in the 90s the big part of that was investors and collectability and yeah 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 and like it doesn't exist in something that kids can easily access and that parents are familiar with and that you can just get into like there uh you could just either pick up a volume one of a lot of manga or just start reading shonen jump and find something that want to get into and uh we don't have that here yeah yeah it's interesting because i feel like something like webtoon should ideally be that where you know it's like hey here's you get to go and read comics on your phone look at that isn't that fantastic but like web comics have existed for decades before yeah absolutely but i feel like they were always kind of a underground-ish thing where like you might bump into someone who read like Penny Arcade or something like that you know especially if you were me and hung out with dorks but like you know something like you know Johnny Wander or uh, like Vera Broskell used to put up her comics online before she kind of became a published author um you know, people like that who were just making like amazing comics that you never, like, you had to seek out and find on their, you know, self-hosted site that would crash if too many people went to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like something like Webtoon is way more like the closest equivalent to the reach and variety that, um, you know, something like Shonen Jump has. The problem is that you get this glut of nonsense because whenever there's no you know, no editorial gatekeeper or anything like that. It's just kind of like whatever happens to get put up on there. And then the same, you know, 10 popular things rise to the top and well, we basically wind up back where we were at before. Or you end up in something that I've seen artists complain about where it's like, well, if you don't find immediate popularity in your uh, project and start something new and try and like see what is popular and base it on that. And it's like, that's not healthy. And it, like ultimately a lot of these companies seem to 
be more interested in creating farmable IPs that they can sell the rights to. And it's like, well, you don't care about the art. It's it's weird. That's definitely been a thing, you know, in comics for so long, too. I remember, what what was it, like Platinum Comics or whatever was the company that, like, was very explicitly, like, we want comics that would be turned into media properties and you know oh yeah weren't they the cowboy and aliens yeah 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 that's them Um, yeah they were like hiring like actual comic writers and paying them under the table and then like pretty much having them ghost write books that they could then bring and i don't think they really worked out and now you also have a bunch of like failed movie writers who are trying to sell their films by turning them into comics without caring about comics but we are very off of, yeah uh, i keep wandering we, i apologize yeah no no it, Bring us it, back. It, what, what are we talking about well uh we talked about how you got into the simpsons <laughs> how, yeah, uh, you know what? yeah let's circle way back yeah. to that um yeah. uh, well i was gonna say have you ever read the um rebecca sugar comic about the simpsons uh, yes, that would be the uh, two friends, and one of them has like the severe head injury and can only continue to quote Simpsons. Yeah, and that was yeah. very much like me and my younger brother whenever we were kids, where you know it's just a constant chirping back and forth of you know, Lisa needs braces, you know, metal plan. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and just having that kind of vocabulary and stuff, and. I was thinking about this earlier today, just that's something that I really miss in this time whenever all media is so scattered and like you don't have those, you know, like I I could have gone to school and said a Simpsons line and, you know, 15 out of 20 kids would be like, oh, I know that. Mm -hmm. And now I I don't know if that really exists in the same way at all. Like, except for with One Piece, you can probably go to Japan and say something from One Piece and, you know, the big old crowd will turn around and be like, oh yeah, that's Luffy, I know that guy. Uh, well, I feel like another thing, though, is that we don't really have media that is syndicated and recirculated in the same way, because Simpsons, we grew up and it was not only new on Sunday nights, but we could catch the reruns uh, when we were kids, but like most of the episodes I knew, or like most of the bits that I knew, I knew from like the CD that I had or the Simpsons episode guide that I got, like I read the episode guide more times than I've seen uh, a lot of the early episodes. And like, I poured over that thing and like, that's how I do stuff. And like, even now so many of the memes are like people cycling things from the first 10 seasons or so into weird beautiful monstrosities and it's like we don't have we don't have any new media that way partially because we don't have any shows that run that long or kind of have that originality or kind of like exist as their own thing because like family guy very much falls into oh hey we're going to reference something but you can't really reference a reference Hmm. the same way like family or futurama was similarly to the Simpsons, like something that was coming up with new ideas. And while it might make a reference, that wasn't the only thing. And a lot of our new shows don't 
have that as much or they don't have as big of a cast of characters. Like I love Bob's Burgers and I love the Great North. But well, Great North I think is expanding further into weird quotability standards than I think Bob's Burgers ever did, which is fine because they are very different shows, but See, yeah, I, I've, I've never watched a single episode of The Great North, which is wild because I love Bob's Burgers more than like, it's the one thing I look forward to watching each week it's on where I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely. I'm going to sit down and clear my schedule and I turn the phone off and immerse myself in this little fictional city. Oh, the, the Great North is, it feels a lot more like those early series. Uh, it feels much more like a weird small town show mm-hmm. than I'd say Bob's Burgers is. Hmm. And I think it also is a lot more, hey, this is the amount of queerness, both in like gender and sexuality and like just what a family is that we have been able to evolve into, especially since like Fox is no longer owned by Fox. Yeah, Fox. Yeah, no, I, I'll have to check it out at some point. Uh, I think I watched the first, like, ten minutes of the first episode, and I had that feeling that I got from watching American Dad after watching Family Guy, where I'm like, oh, okay, this kind of, like, they, they slid over these characters and, you know, kind of reskinned them a little bit, which is probably not fair of me, but that was the initial impression. Oh, I, I, I think it's more of a McFarlane problem, but also, like, American Dad, I fell off a while back, but I admired the much weirder directions it would that it would oh, go. Ab- absolutely, like I, I mean, I still watch American Dad. Uh, I still watch Family Guy, which is the least cool thing that I do. Um, I like, mean, you are a volunteer fireman, so I, I, I'm a career you're, fireman. You're thank a you. career fireman. Sorry, <laughs> I did not mean. I mean, like you are a fireman who is also an artist. And, like, that is kind of cool. And, and also a pornographer now. So uh, I, I contain multitudes, Luke. Um, yeah, no, I... Uh, no, uh, yeah, like, I always say the lamest things that I do is listen to Imagine Dragons and watch Family Guy. And that's basically... You, you'll know a lot about me by just kind of that... that, that I, I'm, I mean, it could be worse. It could be... Worse, you could be really in the muse, and then I'd have to kind of side eye. Yeah, see, I I don't know enough about music to actually enjoy anything that is even that is not on the radio. That's uh, that's my my worst trait. I, I know everything about well, know everything. I know a lot about comics and books and movies and TV shows and music is just one giant blind spot for me. Yeah, the main music that i've been listening to when i listen to music now is still a mix of the fallout new vegas soundtrack Mm -hmm. and then uh songs from jojo's bizarre adventure yeah i was gonna say i listen to the fatal fury soundtrack whenever i work out that's uh uh, that's a really big deal for me Mm -hmm. um but otherwise yeah um but now let's see we talk about the simpsons Uh, again we keep wandering because i have ADHD like a mother. Um, yeah, it, it's a, it, it's one of those things where I, I really, I lament kind of like the fact that the Simpsons just does not have that cultural penetration that it once did. Cause 
that, that show meant so much to me and means so much to me still where, you know, I will watch those early episodes and I just go right back to being, you know, 10 years old. Mm-hmm. But I knew that like it was over for me whenever the movie came out and I was very excited to watch it. And then I sat there with like this growing feeling of dread of like, Oh no, like this isn't good. <laughs> like, like I didn't think it was going to be like great, but I thought it'd be, you know, as Fine. good as an episode of the series. Yeah. I mean like, you know, something like the bleeding gums Murphy episode or, um, you know, the one where Homer, you know, is positioned to buy the bowling alley and then, or like manage the bowling alley or whatever, and has to give it up because, you know, Marge is pregnant with Maggie. Um, I will watch those and be moved to tears instantly. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay, like huge, heartfelt, uh, you know, moment for me. And then watching the movie where it's like, oh, you know, here's the potential dissolution of these two beloved characters marriage. And you know, it's not true, but still. It's like, yeah. We've already seen it three times. In the yeah, like, but like I'll buy into it. If they like sell it well. And there's just like no drama, no, no real buildup, no catharsis in the ending. It's just like, Oh, okay. It's just goofy. I, uh, I, I always complain about how anytime someone does a movie of an animated series, they go too big and it kind of ruins that movie like uh you know with the simpsons you know it's like it's a weird show but it's mostly kind of grounded you know? yeah i i've heard good things about the bob's burgers movie yeah that's the I've, one exception oh it's fantastic uh yeah i i'm just still very covid cautious yeah that's fair have you had covid yet as long as we're just talking about whatever. Oh no, I've yeah. uh, I've been lucky enough to avoid it. Yeah, I, I had it once. Uh, I don't recommend it. I, I'd I'd say avoid it if you can. But uh, yeah, like, you know, this is Heroes Con weekend, and I wanted to go up there, and ultimately I hit a certain point where I was like, you know what, I I'm tired, and I don't want to get sick, so I'm just going to hang out at home and work on some projects fair yeah well uh we should probably wrap up since we are over (laughs) or we're about the length of a average episode so colt where can people find your work online um i don't really do work online anymore um but you can always go to my twitter it's at colt hoskins uh, c-o-l-t-h-o-s-k-i-n-s um that's my name and you know i mostly just retweet luke whenever he posts my art for the show and uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm kind of taking a uh, a break from comics, which may become permanent. We'll see. Um, so yeah, uh, just you know, maybe go over there and follow me. And uh, you know, I, I don't know if you tweet at me, I'll probably tweet back. But I don't have the app on my phone anymore, so maybe not. It's always tough for Luke to get a hold of me because he'll message me on there, and then you know, three weeks later, I'll check Twitter. Like, oh god, I should probably respond to Luke. You aren't that bad. Yeah. Uh, one day you're going to message me and you're like, I'm at the bottom of a hole and I need to get out and you're the only person I get a hold of and I'll check it a week later and be like, oh no. Probably should have checked that sooner. Hope Luke got out of that hole. 
I mean, I probably messaged a bunch of people, and at least you feel bad about it. Yeah. James. Uh, all right. And uh, so, yeah, make sure to go follow Colt. You don't have to. That's fine. That's, no one else has in the last, you know, decade or so. So, yeah, that's, that's all right. We, we don't need to start now. Uh, Janine, my normal co-host, uh, can be found online at Janine Juliet, J-A-N-I-N-E-J-U-L-I-E-T. On the Twitter, uh, check out My Favorite Pokemon, the podcast that she has done in the past where people talk about their favorite Pokemon. I am Luke. You can find most of my stuff at Luke L-U-K-E-H-E-R-R dot com, but I don't really maintain the website that well, uh, I I have a bunch of stuff. Follow me on Twitter at Coltreg, K-O-L-T-R-E-G. I finally got done with Wordle and Dunglian, so uh, more posts that I make will either be me retweeting my own stuff or being angry about politics. So Always a fun choice. Well, yeah. yeah, you're really spoiled for choice now if you want to be an angry politics guy. But, I mean, yeah. there's something every day. It's great. It's great. It's horrible. Uh, you can follow the show at Domance on Twitter. That's D-O-H-M-A-N-C-E. Uh, or you can visit DomanceDawn.com. D-O-H-M-A-N-C-E-D-A-W-N. That brings you to the Tumblr that I have set up. Uh, you can probably find us streaming. If you'd be interested in seeing a YouTube version of the show so you can just listen on YouTube, let me know. And uh, leave your... Comment suggestions for Eric the Whirlwind uh, for the next episode when we go to see Grandpa Dragon. It it just takes a while because he's old and a dragon. Uh, We will catch you on the next episode. Safe sailing.